0: Now, God wants to open the door of faith unto us and unto many people. Somebody say amen. amen. So we have a door of service, a door of utterance, utterance, and that is what we all need. You know, you, when God called uh, Moses, Moses said, I don't know how to speak. When God called Jeremiah. Jeremiah said, I'm, I'm a youth. One of God's, if you like, problems, if I have the right to say that, is for anybody that God called. The person doesn't feel qualified. That is no problem. But God uses unqualified and uses him for his glory and for his honor. So don't worry if you feel that, oh, I'm not a good preacher. I wish I can preach like Bishop Doug. I wish I can do this like this. And No, no, no. Don't worry at all. God has intentionally chosen you to use you. Somebody say amen. The Bible says they saw that they were unlearned. They are not educated. They are not going to school. But they spoke the word of God with clarity and with boldness. And they took notice of them. They acknowledged that these guys, something has happened to them. They took note that they have been with Jesus. So we, we also see the door of faith. As we read earlier on in Acts chapter 14, Verse 27. That is when Paul and Barnabas had come and had gathered the church together, they re- rehearsed all that God had done with them and how He had opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles. Now up until then, up until Paul and Silas, uh, Paul and Barnabas went out there, the ministry had been limited to Jews, to the chosen ones, if you like. That is why when um, the, when Peter had a vision up on the up on the rooftop and all animals, types of animals and uh, birds came down and the voice said, to kill and eat. Peter said, I, we are, I'm i a Jew. I don't eat all this type of thing because Jews are very selective in the people they relate with even Food they eat, the people they relate with. They're very, very selective and all that and so on. Very, very, very... Um, um, it like discriminatory in a certain sense because they don't want to defile themselves. So Peter said, I don't, I'm a Jew. I don't eat these things. And the angel said, and the voice said, what God has cleansed, let no man call unclean. Am I right? Are you still here? Yes. We're ending in a, in a few minutes. So the Bible says that Paul and Barnabas were saints out there. And then they went beyond the borders of of, of Israel. They went to the, if you like, the Gentiles, the dirty people, the outcasts. And when they went, they were amazed at the response. May God give us amazing results and responses. Hallelujah. May God give us a certain response that will shock us. Bible says they came in, they brought the check and they rehearsed. Look what the Lord has done. I'm, a, I'm surprised when I just met one person before they became two, they became three, they became five, they became ten, they became twenty, and they all followed me to church. I see it happening in the name of Jesus. God will bless us. I said, God will bless us. The Bible said they rehearsed. That is testimony. Rehearsal means testimony. They testified of all that God had done with them and how He had opened the door of faith. I pray, we pray today, this morning, that the door of faith will be opened to the places where God is sending us. Hallelujah. It said that the door of faith has been opened to the Gentiles. Now, door of faith is the opportunity to be saved or for someone to be saved. Amen. And that door is being opened for us in Jesus' name. Through our ministry, many shall be saved. Young people shall be saved. Students shall be saved. Do you believe it? Yes. The poor shall be saved. Yes. The rich shall be saved. Yes. May God use us to reach out to multitudes yes. in the name of Jesus. Yes. In many places, like I said earlier on, the door of faith has been shut. Like places like Europe. Wow, beautiful music. Is it alarm? Ah, it's alarm. <laughs> what a shock. Now, in many places, in Europe and other places, the door of faith had been shut. It's, a, it's an abnormality. I mean, when people stand in the street to preach, they are arrested. Isn't it? Yeah. It's not as easy as that. I mean, you become a, a star. When you stand in the street and preach for five minutes, you take a video and put it on Facebook. So I stood on the street, Oxford Street, and preached. I stood in the bus and preached. But that was a common thing John Wesley was doing. Preaching from place to place, from city to city. But now look at it. It's like, when you start, the police just arrived. And then they managed to take a few pictures and put it on Facebook. And that this is a, a Nigerian star who stood on Oxford Street or Chancery Lane and preached. Five minutes. What a shock. But where we come from, we have done broadcasts. The nature, you know what dawn broadcast is. Dawn broadcast. You wake up at four thirty. You stand in the street. Clap your hands. Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! I came to talk to you about Jesus. Jesus saved. Today is your day of salvation. Have you seen some before in the countries where you have lived? I said in Switzerland, in England. You haven't seen some before. Eh? That's how it is. <laughs> when you go to Ghana, you will see how it is like. No, but we, we used to, even in Ghana becoming rare now. But it was a commonest thing. That's how I learned how to preach. I learned how to preach by preaching at dawn broadcasts. A friend of mine who come and wake me up. said, okay, let's go. Then you say, he whispered to my ear, Say, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Today's the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Everywhere sentence, you would just listen to my ear quietly and I would shout it out. That's how I learned to, I learned to preach in, in private, in secret, in darkness, by the grace of God. But that's how it is. You cannot do this anywhere in the world. You'll be arrested for, for all sorts of, and then put before court. You can go to prison if you don't take care. But um, you see, by the grace of God, the door of faith shall be opened for us. And in Brazil, people believe in God, and all types of things happen. It's a country where there's a lot of religion and religious activity, so there's a certain amount of belief in God. But as to the channel, that's where the problem is. So that is why Paul says, Let's read this scripture, um, in um, in Acts chapter, Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Verse 13, <clears throat> all the way down. One of the most beautiful passages in the Bible. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in, whom, in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach, except they be saints, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good jo- of good things. Verse 16. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who had believed our report. So then Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Yes. Amen. Yes. So as we speak, may faith come into people. Yes. Can I have a loud amen? Yes. Sometimes the door of faith is opened when people are in crisis. Difficulties open door of faith. Sickness, poverty, accidents, misfortunes, it opens the door of faith. It's like nobody can help, but God can help. Mm-hmm. So sometimes God allows certain things in people's lives so that the door of faith can be opened for them. I've seen people one time I saw a doctor very, very ill several years ago. And I don't know what I did, I I'm, I can't even remember what type of sickness it was. He was a medical doctor himself, and he used to, he told us when to visit him in the I think myself and the prophet years back, early days of the church, when we visited him. In the and in the hospital, and he was very ill, and he had been diagnosed with this. I mean, this chronic condition, and he told us how he used to serve God, he used to work with God, he used to be a Christian he was a medical student, and now that's, he finished medical school, he started, he left uh, God, he turned his back on God, he started doing all sorts of things, chasing women, having, he said, I had money, I was transferred here, transferred here, I forgot about God by, by and everything. And now he's in the hospital and been diagnosed by his colleagues that he has this terminal illness. And he, as you're talking to him, he crawled out of his bed and held our feet and he said, anything you can do for me, please do for me. I don't want to die. I mean, you can he see you can see the fear in his eyes. Like, I don't want to die. He heard our feet and was crying. What can you do for me? My colleagues have told me, I, can't, I, I don't have too, too much time to live. And he said, if God shall heal me from this place, God deliver me from here. How I'll save him. The way i have turned my back on God. How I'm going to turn around again and dedicate all my life to God. And it was a very pathetic thing. We prayed for him. We don't know what happened, whether he recovered or he died later on, but we didn't have the chance to go back. What I'm saying is that this person, the crisis opened his heart back yeah. to God. So I believe that sometimes God allows some things so that we can let, reach out to people because their hearts will be ready. We're going to pray for the final time that, Lord, as we step out, prepare their hearts. And may the door of faith be open for them. So that they will turn their house to Christ and serve him. Shall we stand for five minutes? Let us pray.